Hey, what's up, guys? Strength Talking Shop Podcast. My guest this week is uh, Jim McGuire. Uh, he's the head strength and conditioning coach at Fitchburg State University. Uh, great guest, kind of talks about his transition into his new role of being the head strength coach. Um, you know, just kind of his daily responsibilities, how he programs for his athletes, uh, what it looks like at Division Three school, and how he schedules things uh, with his athletes. Talk a little bit about leadership, uh, just being a great mentor, uh, being somebody that the, the kids can come to, and really just the um, growing as a coach, just really being a better coach. I really appreciate Coach McGuire coming on here. I've been a big fan of his for a long time following him. So make sure you guys give him a uh, a follow on Twitter, follow him on Instagram, uh, send him emails, have him questions. He's a great resource. I really appreciate him having on all the past guests as well. Now make sure you always subscribe to the podcast, share it with others. I just really appreciate everybody that listens to this podcast. Um, it's pretty gratifying to see just the numbers kind of rise every single week with this podcast. It's growing every week. I'm just really glad to give back to the community, uh, people to learn, and just help. Uh, that's the main thing with this podcast is just to help others, uh, to highlight coaches that I think are great, uh, give them a platform just to kind of talk to others and just get their, their message out. And for us to learn as coaches, I think bringing that camaraderie together is always great and bridging that gap. So, again, Coach McGuire, Pittsburgh State, I'm done talking. Here's the podcast. Stay strong. What's up, guys? Strength Talking Shop Podcast. My guest today is uh, Jim McGuire. He's the head strength and conditioning coach at Fitchburg uh, State University. Coach, how are you? Doing well. Doing well. Thanks for having me. Absolutely. Uh, been somebody I want to get on the podcast for a long time. Uh, it's kind of a pleasure just to get you on here on the podcast. Why don't you uh, give the listeners just a little bit of a, a brief background about yourself, um, how you got to where you're at now. Yeah, okay, so I, uh, I guess I'll start kind of college. You know, I went to uh, Plymouth State University, which is a small Division three school in uh, in New Hampshire. Um, you know, I grew up the son of a, a high school and college football coach, so I kind of always knew that coaching was in my future, and, you know, I really thought I was going to be a, a college football coach or a high school football coach and teach in high school. Um, you know, that was kind of my plan heading into college. Played football up there for two years. Um, in my last two years, I actually ended up on the staff. You know, I, I was an okay player. Uh, always knew that I was going to be a better player, a uh, better coach than a player, and, and kind of was able to transition. So as a junior and senior, I was basically like uh, a graduate assistant, uh, you know, doing whatever the, the full-time staff and those guys needed. Uh, you know, it gave me a lot of exposure to really college coaching, uh, we did have uh, our, our strength program was pretty organized for a school that didn't have the strength coach. Our coaches did a good job with it, so you know, got some experience in the weight room. And it was, you know, during those two years, my last two years of college, kind of realized that one, I didn't really like watching film or recruiting, so being a football coach wasn't probably going to uh, work for me. And I, I kind of gained an understanding that. You know, you can make a career out of strength and conditioning at the college level. Um, you know, so kind of went full steam ahead to that. I was lucky enough where uh, I grew up 20 minutes from Holy Cross. So anybody, I think, in strength and conditioning knows of Holy Cross and Coach Oliver. Um, 
the winter of my senior year. I got to spend a lot of time there with him and Jeremy Frisch, who was his assistant at the time, and, you know, spent that whole month kind of hanging out there and seeing what it was all about. You know, that kind of sealed the deal for me that this was definitely the path I wanted to take. So when I graduated, I was lucky enough I got into Springfield College into their master's program. Um, spent two years there, one as a graduate assistant, got my master's uh, from the strength program there. Um, during that time, I got the intern at UConn and then at the University of South Carolina. Um, finished up my GA. 2012, was on the job hunt, kind of volunteered with BC a little bit just to stay kind of stay in the profession and stay coaching. I uh, was fortunate to get an offer from Merrimack College in August of that year. Spent three awesome years at Merrimack with Coach Kamal. Um, you know, first as a part-time assistant and then promoted to the first full-time assistant at Merrimack. Uh, and in the summer of 2015, I was fortunate through some connections at Merrimack to, to kind of link up with Coach Ted Perlack at the University of Delaware, uh, and then spent two years as an assistant at the University of Delaware. Um, in that spring of 2017, found out we were my wife and I were going to be having our first baby. Uh, so we, we kind of made it a priority to get back up into Massachusetts and into New England, where we're both from. And you know, this position at Pittsburgh State opened up, and. You know, I interviewed and lucky enough to get the offer in, in the middle of my third third year here at Pittsburgh State. So that's kind of that's you know, how I got where I am now. That's cool. That's cool. Um, talk to me a little bit about what you're doing now at Fitchburg. Um, you know, how many athletes you're dealing with, uh, maybe your staff and stuff like that. And just a little bit about Fitchburg. Yeah. Yeah, so Fitchburg, uh, it's a, a small Division three school in the Basscat, the Massachusetts uh, State College Athletic Conference. So uh, my position is actually the first full-time strength coach they've ever had. Uh, for two okay. years before I got here, they had a, they had, we had a grant. Um, so we had a strength coach on a grant. Um, but like I said, I'm the first full-timer that, that the school has ever had. Um, my first semester, we were in the rec center with the rest of the student population. So I was trying to train our, uh, you know, it was like 12 teams at that time of our 17 that were training. Um, you know, it wasn't ideal, but we made it work. And our, our Brad, our director of rec, was really good about letting us kind of reserve different times so we could get our teams in there. Um, and halfway through that first year, we opened up Landry Arena, which is where we are now. And it's a, it's a former hockey rink that was converted. So, um, you know, if you kind of think about a hockey rink, inside of one blue line is the weight room from the blue line to the back wall. And then the rest of the building, there's a couple locker rooms, a training room, and we actually have about a 60-yard indoor practice turf. Um, you know, so we're right in that. So it's a really good setup for us in that sense. Our weight room is about 4,000 square feet. It's varsity only. Um, you know, so a major upgrade from when we were in the rec center. Mm-hmm. Um you know, our staff now, it's me. You know, I'm the, uh, like I said, full-time. This is my only deal. I know a lot of Division three programs, especially in our area, may have, you know, assistant football coach that they designate to run the weight room or a track coach or whatever. You know, that's not a tip for case for us. Our school is really invested in it. Um, you know, and so it's me in that full-time role and then 
Jeff Golden, who is one of our exercise science professors. Uh, he also serves as our director of performance and uh, science and performance, sports science and performance. And he's kind of our liaison with exercise science and athletics. And he trains five of our, our, our varsity programs, and I train the rest. Um, you know, we have interns from the school from the exercise science program. We have a couple volunteers who are out of school just trying to get more experience. And then uh, in this fall, actually coming up, we're going to be partnering with Merrimack College, who, you know, I obviously worked for a couple years. They have a, a rapidly expanding graduate program, and they actually sponsor graduate fellows who go out to different schools and basically serve as a graduate assistant at those schools. So we're going to be adding uh, hopefully two of those positions in the fall. So it'll be, you know, it'll be me, it'll be two other really qualified coaches, and then obviously Dr. Godin continuing to do his thing so excited about that you know in, in three years we've really been able to grow between the building you know in our room and our practice facility and now really expanding our staff um it's going to have a lot of great trickle down effects for our team you know because we now have all 17 of our programs participating uh you know i would say fully participating in the strength program which is you know with the the, the unique uh, regulations in Division Three, I think that's a real good testament to the people and, you know, kind of what we got going on. Yeah, that's awesome to hear, uh, just getting that buy-in and stuff. Talk to me about, I'm interested to hear about this when you transitioned at Fitchburg, you know, being the first time, you know, strength coach there. You know, you said you were in the rec center, you know, now you got your weight room, you know, you're starting to build that culture, like you said, that trickle-down effect to your teams. Talk to me about, though, that first transition and kind of from, I guess from dealing with maybe the sport coaches and then, you know, the facility wise and, you know, speed of director to now, just kind of how things have transitioned in that aspect of it. Yeah. So like I said, as the first full time, um, strength coach, it's, it's really been awesome. Like everybody has been really excited about kind of the department and, and what we're doing and the ideas that we brought to the table. There was a grant before, you know, but it was a grant, and you know, uh, it was not the same as having a part-time coach. So, you know, I came in with these ideas about how we're going to do this and this, and, you know, there's been some adjustment for sure. But for the most part, you know, coaches, student-athletes, they really didn't know what to expect, Yeah. Um, which which was kind of cool because it was just, you know, this is the way that we're going to do it. And, um, you know, they didn't really know any better, so there wasn't, you know, I don't know, I, there wasn't much pushback, if that's the right word, but they've just been really receptive to, you know, to what we're doing. And we, we try to make it, uh, you know, we try to give it, uh, like a make the big time where you are type of experience. You know what I mean? So, yeah, yeah. Um, with like the Division Three regulations, the majority of our off season is voluntary, you know? So we really have to make it a place where, where they want to be and the coaches see value, so they're preaching, like, you know, they can't tell them to go, but uh, our coaches do a good job saying this is really important. Um, you know, so we talk to our intern staff, and we talk about evaluating our, ourselves as a staff, um, and we really look at, at two things, right? Do they show up? We're talking about like voluntary offseason now because they don't have to. Do they show up, and are they getting better? Um, you know, and I think that second one, like, are they getting better, will really – affect the first one if, if they show up and uh like if they were to show up and they weren't getting better and things weren't going well and 
then they would just stop showing up, you know? So, um, like I said, those are the two things we really evaluate. Um, and that's just kind of how we approach every day. You know, no one team is more important than any other team. And, um, you know, we, we try to give great attention to detail and effort from our staff um, to, to kind of show the kids the little things of, you know, they are important to us, right? Uh, everybody gets a sheet. Everybody, every, we have four flat screen TVs up. Everybody has a PowerPoint. Every team has a PowerPoint, you know, and then every team gets coached just as hard as the next team. You know, every team has interns. We don't just keep the interns and give them the football or hockey. Every team has interns. So, you know, usually every one of our teams has two or three coaches on the floor. Um, you know, we evaluate everybody. We show them the evaluation to say, you know, this is, you are getting better. This is where you were. This is where you are now. Um, and, and I think the biggest adjustment, adjustment for me going from, like, places where it was mandated in the off season is really just that environment that you create where, you know, it has to be, you know, unrelentingly positive, I think. And, you know, don't get me wrong. Like we still hold kids to a standard. We have expectations, um, you know, but like, if it's just a room where they're coming in and they're getting screamed at all day, like, you know, they're probably just not going to come anymore because, you know, who wants to deal with that? So, you know, we hold them to a standard, we coach them hard, um, but we really try to make it as enjoyable for them as, it, as we can. And, you know, I think, you know, everybody talks about building relationships with their student-athletes, and obviously that's important. I think our approach is, you know, it's not just like, hey, tell me where you're from, tell me what you're interested in. It's just, you know, as coaches and as a staff, just be kind of relatable, normal people. You know, like, don't put yourself on this pedestal or you're the strength coach and this is the program and you have to do it by just be able to have a normal conversation with them and, you know, don't take yourself too seriously. You know, mm. uh, that doesn't, that doesn't mean, you know, don't take your job seriously. Obviously we, we do that, but you know, just be able to have a conversation and like be approachable. Um, I think is the biggest thing. So I don't know. I feel like I was all over the place there, but it's, <laughs> no, there's it's, a, a lot of good information there. I think, um, you know, I think sometimes the strength coaches, we let our egos get in the way and yell and scream and gets a little too crazy and then a kid kind of becomes uninterested in it. I mean, I know that's what it, my first semester I ever went to college and I went, my strength coach was just in my face. That's not how I was very receptive. And I mean, it shut me down big time. So I understand where you're coming from. I think yeah. that's huge. Just being a good person, really. Yeah, that's it. Like. Don't get me wrong, there'll be times you have to, like, get in someone's face a little bit or, or tell them that they're not, you know, what they're doing isn't really meeting the, the expectations. But, you know, then in that same session, you know, we make a point to try to go over and kind of love them up a little bit and, you know, make sure they understand that that was, you know, strictly a uh, something that was based on the action. It wasn't a personal attack or anything like that. You know what I mean? Just... Uh, you know, we, we have a job to do and to, to get them better and hold them to a standard. So, you know, we have to do that. But, again, it's nothing personal. And, you know, ultimately we're here to help you. So, Absolutely, yeah, that's our job as, as the coach, just to assist there. Um, talk to me a little bit about the influences on your, you know, maybe programming side with the athletes. Um, you know, what, what where do you take from? What, what are some of your resources you use? And kind of how you, you made your, you know, your program. 
Yeah, so, you know, I think we kind of draw from all the different strength disciplines for sure. We do some weightlifting, we do some, you know, powerlifting slash west side type of stuff, you know, some different bodybuilding. Um, I think a lot of what we're doing now, one, um, you know, from my time at, at UD at Delaware, you know, I think the way that Coach Perlak kind of organized and handled the training of, of all the different teams and, um, you know, the way that he evaluated everybody. Uh, I think that's a big part of what we do now um, in terms of like a daily setup. And then I think with our kids, you know, we use a lot of triphasic type principles, you know, not necessarily the true triphasic program where we're like super maximal eccentric work or anything like that. But, mm-hmm. you know, in the off season and in the preseason, we spend a lot of time with, you know, slowing down eccentrics or, or doing longer ISOs. Uh, on our main lifts and you know a lot of our kids have never really had organized training when they get here Um, you know and I think like slowing the reps down is really good for reinforcing their technique and building some strength and getting them some you know some time under the bar um, you know that they've really never had before so um, you know a lot of our stuff is that we'll do a couple weeks of eccentrics, a couple weeks of isos and you know then into into traditional movements but um you know that kind of drives the programming and then we have a menu you know that we hit just like i think everybody does um you know every week we're gonna double leg push we're gonna single leg push we're gonna vertical pull horizontal pull um you know pushes do some direct shoulder direct arm our our core work and our anti-movement work um and we literally have a checklist for every team and we make sure we're hitting those all at least once a week uh you know and the outline for everybody is about the same but the, the specific exercise that we plug in is a little different like right now football we're doing safety bar squats as our main double leg push and men's cross country we're we're in a phase where exert your squat is our main push you know so we're getting the same movement um you know a little bit different training age with those teams so a little bit different exercise selection I love it. Yeah, different training age, different exercise selection. Not training everybody the exact same. I think that's big what you just said there. Yeah, and like I said, like we're all everybody has the same goals, right? I think right. if you asked our football coach if he wanted kids that had were explosive and had strong legs and were durable, he'd say yes. And then if you put the same question to our softball coach, we'll see say, Yeah, absolutely. Um, you know, so like Team sports, for the most part, like strong legs, strong backs, explosive, be able to withstand kind of the, the rigors of practice and, and a long season. Um, you know, and I think that, that just sound programming does that. And, you know, being able to evaluate and know your population is a big driver behind, um, you know, your exercise selection. Like I said, men's cross country, they're, they're actually one of our, our most consistent teams. They've done a really good job. Um, you know, we've done some different things with them, but if we were to safety bar squat them right now, like we're doing with football, you know, I think that would, I don't think it would be an ideal situation. So, you know, we're searching squatting, we've goblet squatted, we'll we'll front squat, um, you know, but just kind of picking the right movement to meet, you know, to, to, to punch, punch our menu, um, you know, is important making sure, because ultimately, right our job is to make sure that they're on the field or on the court or on the, on the course. Um, 
you know, it's not to, to build powerlifters or weightlifters strong, man. I think that, you know, that can get lost sometimes. And, you know, I, I love big squats as much as the next guy, but keeping in mind, you know, what, what our, our end game is. And that's the, to have them performing in the sport. So, you know, your exercise selection has to be driven by that, too. Yeah, it sounds like to me, I mean, you're thinking, which is always a smart way of, you know, down the road, not the here and now. You know, we can maybe have a, a 500-pound squat now, but, you know, we, we're not even squatting 315 correctly. You know what I mean? Right. Yeah. Yeah. And that was, that was again, like, going back to UD and, and Coach Perlack and, uh, excuse me, he, you know, it, he was probably the best coach on, on uh, harping on technique that I've ever seen, you know, or that I've ever worked with, I, I guess. And, um, you know, he found uh, the, the details and the, the kind of attention to detail in his programs and the coaching of technique that we did there was, was second to none. And I think that has, has stayed with me, fortunately has stayed with me, where, you know, I got no problem telling a kid, you know, we're, we're taking your weight way down, um, or we're regressing your exercise a little bit because your technique isn't isn't right. Uh, you're going to get hurt. You're going to stall out. Um, you know, so I, that's been huge to, to take the, like I said, our, our kids now who don't have a ton of technique or uh, training experience and what they do have may just be, you know, high school, put as much weight on, on the bar as you can. It doesn't really matter what you're doing. Like, we have kids... You know, I say, well, that doesn't count. You didn't go low enough. Well, yeah, but I did it anyways. Well, no, you you actually didn't do it because <laughs> you didn't do it right. So, you know, that's it's been an adjustment for them. But I think now they all understand, and we, we you know, we preach it like we're not just going to lift weights to say that we lift this much weight. We're going to do it right. Make sure it has you know some positive transfer, and we're ultimately keeping you healthy in, in the weight room. So, you know, we, we've been very fortunate. We don't have any serious weight room injuries knock on wood here but um yeah. you know i think you know teaching our kids how to train has been a huge thing too you know they come in and uh, trying to get them to understand kind of percentage-based training you know what i mean where like wait i can do more than this weight well yeah i know you can but you know that's not the purpose of, of today we're trying to build some volume but we're trying to get some fast reps here so um you know, they're typical 18, 19, 20-year-old kids where they just want to do as much as they can every time. But, you know, we, we've been able to, to kind of cut that off a little bit. And, um, we actually have four gym-aware units, too, the, the velocity units. So, um, you know, with some of our teams that have a higher training age, we've been programming based off of speed. Um, you know, and that that's kind of a cool tool to, to get them to see you know, how fast the bar is moving and the different training effects you're going to get from that. So, um, you know, that was our partnership with exercise science that allowed us to get that. And it's been a great tool. That's pretty awesome. That's cool. Is it with that? Are you getting, um, you know, you getting the feedback right straight to the kid once, you know, their reps are done and everything like that? Yeah. So they, they connect to an iPad and yeah. you have them up on the racks and, um, you know, they can see it. We use it a lot with hockey in season. Their hockey is, you know, we most of our kids play juniors, so they have some decent training experience when they get here. Um, you know, so they're the one team that we can do a little bit more with, I think. Um, you know, so we like our main our main lift on Mondays in season. We do 
rear foot elevated split squat with um, with the gym aware, and you know we kind of program based off of velocity, and they get the real time feedback right there. And you know we explain to them we're in this velocity range right now because we're trying to get this. So you know if you're in this range, you can keep moving up. If you go out of this range, you have to adjust your weight. And, you know they're they've been really receptive to it. it. You know there's a learning curve, like with everything, but yeah. um, you know they've been receptive to it and they like seeing the feedback and. It's cool to have a couple guys on the same rack with the same weight and get them competing. Uh, you know, well, I moved it uh, this much faster than you, or I moved it this much faster than you. And then, um, then the software on my laptop has a leaderboard for you know peak power or peak force, depending on where we're at. We'll put that up to see who had the best of the day. Um, but yeah, they get the real time feedback, and they've been they've been good about you know learning how to how to um how to how to understand it and you know what we're what our training goal is there so yeah i bring that really up cool. yeah i've seen a lot of um been seeing a lot of stuff here recently with that feedback like getting athletes feedback immediately on like say maybe a sprint or maybe what are you talking about with the gym aware stuff and it's having like a positive reinforcement with the kid on technique and stuff so i was just kind of interested in that yeah yeah and it and I think it's helped like our intent, um, oh, you know, yeah, training yeah. in season. You know, where this is the first year we we put it in with with them, and we've kind of changed. We used to lift after practice with with them, and you know that's a tough deal with hockey because it's a, a pretty high output at practice. Um, so this year we changed to before practice, and you know we've been able to really kind of stay strong, like we. This past week, we were up over ninety percent for singles with our with our rear foot elevated, and um, there's no way we would have been able to do that in the past after practice, and then having the gym wears on there, so they see that they're moving ninety percent, you know, over 0.7 meters per second. And I explain what that means to them, like, "Wow, we're still pretty strong even in season." I'm like, yeah, and like our injury report is pretty small, so you know, not that that's a hundred percent attributable to what we're doing, but I think it, it does play a role in it for sure. Yeah, that's, I mean, that's cool to know, to just be able to give them that feedback, and then also, too, just to give them an understanding of, like, what you just said, the intent and, the, like, the why behind things. So I think that's a big uh, yeah. That's a big thing with college kids. They want to know the whys behind everything, which you should have the answer to. Yeah, yeah, and I think that's part of how I've grown as a coach now, too, being in it for, you know, however long it's been, like, my first couple of years, people would say, why are you doing this? And I, I took it as like a personal insult. Like, what do you mean, why are we doing this? Because I said so, and I'm, and I'm the coach. You know, now it's like, all right, he's like, for the most part, genuinely interested. Like, what is this doing for me? And, you know, we try to be a little bit preemptive with that um, and explain what we're doing, why we're doing it, you know, at the start of a different phase, or at the start of a week, or at the start of the day. Like, you know, they, like I said, they all want to do as much as they can every day. Well, guys, today we're we're focused on really building some volume. You know, so we're going to be at at weights that you can do for more, but but our, our goal is to just get you know twenty five really quality reps today. So that's why we're doing this. So you know, we're in a speed day um, because it's our second day of the week, and you play in two days, so we're not going to be high volume. Our goal is to just be moving fast here as we get closer. Uh, to the to the game, so you know I think that you know as I've gotten older, 
and coached longer, like I almost come to embrace those questions because it shows me that, you know, a kid or a team is engaged in what we're doing and they're not just blindly going through the motions and doing what I say because I'm the coach and they just do it. You know, I kind of welcome those questions now. Yeah, yeah, that's good stuff because then the kids are, you know, there's there's some uh, awareness and some cognition on what's going on because you're educating them on what's what's going on and they're wanting to, you know, maybe dive a little bit deeper on things. I think that's that's pretty awesome to build on those relationships too because, you know, better uh, understanding of your program and a better understanding of your athletes and stuff. Yeah, like, you know, social media is huge now and we got a bunch of kids on some of our, some of our teams that like will see different people that I, you know, like on Twitter or like their posts on Twitter and then they go follow them and they talk to like different strength coaches and they go talk, then they come in and talk to me about, did you see what so-and-so coach posted at, you know, this big school? Like we're doing the same thing. That's pretty cool. And, you know, why do they do it like this? So then it kind of opens up a bigger conversation about training and like, you know, I could talk about training all day. So to be able to talk about it with our kids is pretty cool and see that they're, they're interested in it too. That's yeah. funny. I, I, when I was at a small school, NAI school, I legitimately would have that same conversation probably like once a week with a kid where he'd be like, I yeah. saw, uh, you know, so-and-so university doing this and like, we're doing it like, man, that's pretty freaking cool. You're like, yeah, like pretty much a lot of people do the same things. It's pretty cool. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but yep. Yep. So, no, it's, it's cool when they, when they get engaged in it too. Yeah, exactly. And then you go on to see some of your athletes that either become strength coaches or maybe personal trainers and stuff like that. And, like there, I mean that's really cool for me to see too as well. And I'm you know, I'm still pretty young. Yep. I'm only 28. But um, talk to me a little bit, uh, just about you know when you were young, wanting to become a coach. You talked about you wanted to become a coach and everything like that. Um, yeah. Was there ever a time where you thought maybe coaching wasn't the the route you were gonna go, or maybe you know uh, you you didn't want to do football, but you, you know, strength was the thing, but maybe strength, you weren't going to do strength. You know, talk to me a little bit about that process of, like, was a coach always what you wanted to do growing up? Uh, yeah, you know, it really was. I think that, yeah. you know, the type of coach that I wanted to be changed a lot. You know, like I said, my, my dad was a um, college football and high school football and high school baseball coach my whole life. So, you know, coaching is, you know, I grew up around it and it was always – I, I always thought that I was going to coach. Um, exactly how I was going to be doing it was was a little different. Like I switched majors my freshman and sophomore year of college, like three or four times. I was a criminal justice major, so I was going to be a cop and coach high school football and baseball. And then then I was uh, I think then I was exercise science, and I was going to be a strength coach or a personal trainer and coach high school football. Then I was a uh, secondary English education for like a month. And it was going to coach high school and college. And, you know, then I finally figured out, like, all right, you can be a college strength coach. Like, that's the route that you can go. Uh, you know, and there were times where it's like, well, maybe I'll interested in, like, the private sector, you know, following some of, like, the Eric Cressy or the, you know, what was at the time, athletes performance uh, and or Mike Boyle. Like, maybe that's the route I want to go. And, um, you know, so there was always coaching, uh, always coaching, but, you know, exactly what kind of niche in coaching yeah. changed, um, you know, but I think, you know, every day I wake up and I'm like, all right, this is, you know, kind of what I'm supposed to be doing. So Yeah, it's pretty cool. 
what's some advice you would maybe give other coaches, maybe young coaches, you know, just in the in the profession? Um, you know, I think be open minded to everything for sure. Yeah. You know, like I, I as a young coach, I, mean, I was just as guilty of this as anybody. Um, you go somewhere and you see the way that they do something on your internship. Like I remember going to South Carolina and working with, with football and Coach Fitz and Coach Connolly, um, and then going back to Springfield that fall to be a GA. You know, for like two weeks, I thought I was going to run that South Carolina football program with a Springfield College basketball team. <laughs> you know, and obviously that'll crash and burn really, really quickly. Um, you know, so just be open-minded and learn to absorb all the different information that you see uh, and, and be able to apply it to your situation. You know, I think you can learn something from everybody. Um, I think too many times, like, it, it's just, this is my way and your way is wrong. I think that that, like, I go on Twitter sometimes and I get a headache just seeing these people arguing, like, without any real context of someone else's situation. Um, you know, so be open-minded. And then, you know, the thing I've seen with our, interns and volunteers is like they get their one internship semester experience and then they think all of a sudden that they're qualified or you know maybe they are qualified but they get mad when they don't get the first full-time job that they apply to you know and like just have an understanding that there's a thousand people applying for that same ten thousand dollar part-time position that you want uh don't get frustrated you know just keep working Keep working, keep gaining experience, and um, you know the more experience that you get, like nothing replaces on the floor coaching experience, program writing, and implementing. Um, you know, obviously, we want to get good grades in school and, and in grad school, but you know, a four getting a four and sacrificing coaching hours is probably not an ideal situation if you want to coach and you can get a 3.5 and, and up your hours on the floor and, um, you know, writing your programs. Like everybody, you know, you write your program and it's this perfect situation and then you got 35 kids staring at you and, and eight rats and one set of dumbbells and how can you adjust your program to make sure, you know, it fits what you're doing. So, um, you know, be open-minded and just learn from every every situation you're in and take as much experience as you can get. Love it. That's great advice for the young guys. Well, Coach, I'm going to get you get you out of here with a couple fun questions real quick, all right? All right. All right, so you said uh, got a couple little kids. What's the, uh, what's the, what's the TV show the little kids like watching today? Uh, Llama Llama's a big one. Um, you know, I'd never heard of that until, you know, we don't we do not do a ton of TV. We let my daughter, she's a two-year-old, yeah. uh, she gets, you know, maybe one episode of Llama Llama a week, and then she's, she's kind of gone old school where she's she's really into, like, the original Magic School Bus from the 90s. So uh, it's kind of a blast from the past, but she's really into that. That's awesome. That's good stuff here. So you're from the Northeast. Are you a baseball fan? I am, yep. All right, who's the team? Well, I'm a Red Sox. I'm a Red Sox fan. It's, oh it's man, kind of a it's a time of turmoil right now, no doubt. So yeah, how's that? Uh, what's going on with this Mookie Betts trade, man? Talk to me about it real quick. I don't know what's going yeah, on. Yeah, 
don't, I know they, they had the three-way thing going with the twins, and then somebody, I think, failed a physical. So I, I think it finally went through. They shipped them to the Dodgers. But, uh, you know, they were worried about how much money he's going to be getting after this year because he's a free agent. So I don't know. I don't know. The Red Sox should never be in a, a position where they're worried about paying somebody. It's a huge market and huge payroll. But yeah. I don't know. That's out of my area. <laughs> I saw that. That blew my mind a little bit. You're getting rid of the second best baseball player in the world. I mean, I don't know what's going on. But... I know. So let's say I go visit up in the New England area, up the Northeast. What? what, what where do I got to go get some food at? Where's the best place? Food. Oh, man. Jeez. Uh, that's a curveball well, right there. So I'm in, yeah, it is. I did not expect it. So I'm in... Uh, I live in, in Worcester, which is kind of smack dab in the middle of, of Massachusetts. So we got a couple good spots. There's a place called Maddie's Tap House down on Water Street, which uh, the guy that owns it, he just opened it a year or two ago. He actually had a place called the Depot Street Tavern, which is in Milford. Uh, it was right down the street from an old apartment my wife and I had. Um, you know, that place was awesome. It's been on the Sacrum Gourmet, which is a, a big time foodie show. I think just up here, but uh, yeah, you got to go to Depot Street Tavern in Milford or Maddie's Tap House in Worcester. All right, I'll write them down on the list. If people want to get in contact with you, uh, Coach McGuire, um, how do they get in contact with you? Uh, yeah, email, I guess, you know, is it's probably the best way. Um, I mean, it's on the Pittsburgh State Athletics website, but it's just J-M-C-G-U-I, the number 12, at FitchburgState.edu. And then I'm on Twitter as FSU Falcon SC. And then Instagram is just Coach McGuire FSU. We try to be, you know, really active on, on Instagram and try to get a video up of our, our team's training at least once a week just to, you know, highlight the work that they're doing. Um, you know, show off our room and our great facilities to, to help our coaches with recruiting. But you know, those three are uh, probably the the most um, common communication for us right now. Awesome! All that being the show notes for you guys. Uh, reach out to him. Um, he's a great guy. Uh, good conversation here. Um, and yeah, wonderful facilities. Things are growing at Fitchburg. Uh, so kind of watch that process of kind of what he talked about the growing. I appreciate you coming on the podcast today, coach. Yeah, I appreciate you having me. This is fun. Absolutely. Well, everybody, make sure you uh, follow uh, Coach McGuire on all the social media. Reach out to him via email. Um, and also reach out to us here at the podcast, uh, Strength Talking Shop 1. Um, and always stay strong.